Well, good morning. God is so good. He is. You know, I know we're probably at a lot of different places, of course, in our life today. And um, there's a praise on our lips, uh, a concern in our heart, a direction we need. I mean, no matter when we meet, those things always come together and kind of collide maybe. Um, But one thing I know for sure is is when we come together and, and it's God's desire that he speak to us and prepare us to receive what he has. Uh, it's our, it, from the moment you're greeted at the door to a time of worship, a time of prayer, uh, a place for his word, to hear his word. And God knows every heart in this room. I mean, he knows every place we're at. I, I, that, I, that amazes me. I, I just, it, it just amazes me. How can his word speak to so many different people and circumstances, and yet it's all relevant where we're at? How does that happen? It happens because he's God, right? So we're going to spend some time together in God's word. And this morning, I do want to mention that uh, in the month of February, we're going to have all the children uh, with us in the in the sanctuary, uh, we're spending some time vision casting. Uh, we're spending some time uh, taking a deep breath and saying and asking God to show us as a church where where He desires for us to go in the next step. And uh, so we definitely wanted our our children's ministry awesome um, to just come in. We wanted them to be a part of, of, of walking together and seeking God together and listening to him. So so this year we're talking about equipping the saints, strengthening our families, and growing together in faith, and asking our volunteers to be in here. And we do have, if anyone wants one too, I've passed them out this morning, but we have these neat little note-taking things, if anyone wants them, uh, Miss Trish has them in. We're going to give them to the children, so parents especially, so that you know. And and kids, there's place, places there. There's uh, some I handed out this morning. Keep along with, with the sermon. There's a place to put the where, where we're looking at, Luke 14 today, and things like that. And so um, that's what we've given them as a tool to help them keep up and to, to participate with what we're doing. So I want to introduce you to our dog, Buddy. I love the look on some of those faces. That was the last thing you thought you were going to see up there, wasn't it? It was our dog, Buddy. <laughs> I like that one. Huh, Buddy? <laughs> well, our dog, Buddy, he's kind of a cool dog. We've had him about five years, I think, and uh, somewhere in there. And uh, I wanted to just briefly mention and talk to you about Buddy. And uh, here's what I wanted to mention. That is where Buddy lives. And I don't know how clear that picture is, but that, that is a Buddy suite. It's a Buddy suite. And it only cost me $35, so don't worry. I'm not like, you know what I mean, like going overboard on our dog. Who here has an animal, a pet? Okay, who here would honestly say you would do almost anything in the world for that pet? Yes, I know. And you would even build them a little suite or whatever you do. I know. We all do something. Okay. But but I, I just, you know, this came to my mind when, when I was, you know, praying about this morning and, and just trying to understand. We're, we're going to talk about counting the cost this morning. And, and, and I'm thinking about Buddy. You know, Buddy was born a, a dog. And uh, there's a lot of dogs born, right, everywhere. And, and Buddy didn't choose his life. 
right? I mean, Buddy has no clue he's living in a suite. Come on, you know, it could be anywhere. I mean, some dogs, I mean, I mean, you know, just kind of play this out. Some dogs might be in a kennel, some, you know, whatever the case may be, Buddy knows no different. All he knows, he's cared for, he's loved, he has attention paid to him, he's disciplined when he needs to be, but he's also hugged and petted. Okay, I'm not trying to compare us to a dog. Just hear me out. We all come from different places in life. You know, we all we all live in different places, different homes, and you know, but whatever the, the scenario, whatever the case may be, God's there. You know what I mean? I mean sometimes, I mean, you ever you ever thought, well, I, you know, I kind of like wish I had more money or I wish I had less money. I, that would probably be a little rare, but I'm sure it happens. Actually, I just thought of a couple friends that I know that are pretty pretty well off. And uh, sometimes they tell me, you know, I, sometimes I just wish I didn't have this kind of money. It's, it's so much responsibility. And this morning, I know that, that as we talk, we're, I'm talking to a lot of different people in a lot of different places. But, but, but again, I just want to say this. But we're all in the same place in God's eyes. No matter who we are and, and where we live, it's immaterial to him. As long as we are in his will and walking in his ways. So we're going to look at this. I know I, I kind of just threw that up there. I, I know it's a little small, but, and if you have your Bible with you or a phone app or something like that, um, turn to Luke 14. And you can look at the screen, you know, also. But if you're able, I'd like for you to turn there with me. And I'll give you just a second. And leading up to this time, I'm not going to give us the whole background this morning, but you know, uh, Jesus is on the scene, if you will, and he's walking with his disciples. Many miracles are happening. People are being touched, like I said, in all different parts of their, of lives and places and people and this whole dynamic. It's like Jesus walked into the sanctuary today and just, just started blessing us, if you, if you will, right? And so, so this is happening. Jesus is, is on mission. Disciples are with him. He's equipping them. He, he's helping them to see that, you know, who he is to help them to understand who he is and, and help impart to them and equip them to continue the mission because Jesus knows he will not be in physical form on earth forever. He will soon be crucified, buried, but he'll rise again, but he'll ascend to the right hand side of the Father. So Jesus is preparing his disciples for that time. So here we go, Luke 14. And I know this might not be necessary to say, but I'm going to. Um, I'm going to be sipping a lot. I, I, I have a cotton mouth, uh, maybe too much information. But you're going to see me sipping water because my mouth is really dry. And so, okay, Luke 14, starting at verse 25. Now great multitudes went from him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children... Brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost? Whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, 
all who see it will begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. That's deep to me. Yeah, you understand? Because, I mean, because if we take this at face value, which, which I do, did you hear what I just read? And I, and I, it's like it's like Jesus would would come up to me, and, and and he comes up to me, and he did come up to me that day in 1991, and I heard the gospel. I heard that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And most of you have heard my testimony. I mean, I came to the place where I repented and believed. I just did. I I knew Christ died for me because he put it in my heart. It was true. But you know what he did that day? You know why it's so hard to ask Jesus to be your Savior or to put your trust in him? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, it seems like it'd be an easy thing to do in a way, right? I mean, you, you, you hear that Jesus, God sent his one and only son because he loved us that much that he would die for my sin, take the, take the replacement, if you will, of, of my sin, that he would pay the penalty for my sin in order that I might be reconciled to God or I might one day be with God in heaven. Think about that. And so when I was confronted with that, I had a choice to make. Now, was I just choosing to say, Jesus, um, yes, I, 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 I want to be in heaven. I want to live forever with you, you know, so I repent and believe. But what Jesus was also cause, or asking me to do was to forsake everything else and follow him. That's why it's so hard. That's why our heart usually, not always, but usually just starts beating and we go, oh, oh my goodness. I mean, this is, a, we can tell in our, in our spirit, in our soul, that this is a big decision. Yeah, who relates to what I'm saying? Who relates? Anyone? All of a sudden, you're just, ah, okay. So the first thing, I, I just really wanted, to, uh, wanted us to look at, what does it mean to count the cost to be a disciple? And Jesus literally is saying, take a deep breath, to forsake everything else and put God first. Okay. That's deep. Throughout the year, we're going to dig into this deeper and deeper. Um, you know, I've been I've been speaking that for the next couple of months, and they're two months into the new year. Um, I want to I want to just kind of like show a light at where we're going and what we're going to be equipped in. First and foremost, in this scripture, this is the most important to count the cost of being a disciple. And as we look at us as a church and counting the cost, I've been speaking of these three things, equipping the saints, the family, and faith. And the first one is, out of Philippians 4.12, we are to be equipped for the edifying of the body, resulting in the body being unified in our faith. 
it seems like a simple statement, but, but I want us to look at today, what is that going to cost us as a church? What, what is it going to cost? I mean, does that just happen? No. I mean, it's going to cost us as a church to, to, to take a deep breath, equip leaders to lead, uh, uh, you know, pray and, and seek God. Uh, you know, what are we going to equip? How are we, how are we going to do that? And as a church, we, we got to say, you know, okay, are we going to count the cost and what that means for us? Will I go to a Bible study and will I not? Will I attend Sunday? Will I not? Will I, will I make the, make the effort to engage, uh, in this case, uh, Four Corners Baptist Church in the equipping of the saints and allow myself to be equipped? It really is a point of saying, I got to count the cost. I, I mean, I know it doesn't seem like that, but think about it. There's, there's a, a, a cost in allowing God to equip us for the church to equip us of time and energy and thought. Then we talked about our family. The commands of God are to be in our heart, and we are to impress them, our, our families, at everything that we do, found in Deuteronomy 6.5. So as we look at counting the cost as the church goes toward our families, we have a lot of different, we're one of the most diverse churches I've, I've seen. We really are. And, and we have to count the cost. You know, we desire as a church to, and as a church family, to take his word and not only receive it, but to impart it among our family. Now, now here's the thing. Well, okay, Pastor Tony, of course. But here's the thing. Here's where we need to count the cost. God says he wants that in all of our life. He wants us to, to be a people that, that, and a family that we don't, for example, just maybe come on Sunday morning, um, but we, but when we're home, we're, we're teaching our, our kids, our grandchildren, one another. Oh my, Trish and I, believe me, we're constantly kind of like, uh, uh, we don't need to watch that, or we don't. Back and forth, what are we doing? We want our life to reflect God in us. You know what I mean? Not not just a moment, not just, but but it's a life thing. And so, is that counting the cost? I'm telling you, isn't it? Oh my, yeah. It's it actually it's huge. I think. We gonna do it? We we gonna we gonna head that way? Or we are? I'm not. You know, there's no magic wand, people. <laughs> right? God, God don't do it like that. Praise God. He doesn't make us in that sense do anything. We always have a choice. A free will he's given us. And then growing in our faith, those who receive Christ are to read the Bible so we are rooted and built up in him and established in our faith. And that's based out of Colossians 2, 6, and 7. And we need to be a people, a church, that is willing to count the cost and say, it's a must to be in God's word. It's a, it's a must. And, and, and again, it's, it's not like about legalism, um, but it's about the heart. How do we know, sincerely, how do we know what God really wants in our life and how he really wants to direct us? And, and in a way, uh, I think every culture is like this. You know, sometimes I talk about our culture, and, and you, you probably think I'm bashing it. Well, listen, since the beginning of time, things have been a wreck. 
So you know what I mean? Now, I, I, I talk about this culture to specifically bring out um, uh, things in the culture that we can pray about or maybe we can minister to, right? But believe me, I, I, there, you know, this culture is no different than one 200 years ago, right? You know, read books and stuff, you'll see. It's kind of like the same thing played over and over and over and over. Sin is sin, all right? So where do we count the cost in this is I think for this culture— there is a huge deception that even as a Christ follower, that I really don't need to be in the Word of God. Do you know what I mean? You know, like we fade from that. We fade from reading the Word. We, we, we fade from, from um, allowing God's Word to, to just speak in a time of prayer. Um, man, that's a big cost to count as a church and a church family. Are we going to be people of the word. And as we struggle through these things, I mean, I, for, to maybe illustrate, you know, I, I'm a pastor. I, I mean, I really, the Bible says that God has sent, God has called, God has placed a, a pastor, a shepherd, a teacher. I mean, I get that. And, and if you have a struggle and you're looking for biblical counsel, come on and let's talk and but but I'm but I'm not God. And and it, as if an individual comes to me, I will always talk to you. <laughs> but I'm ta- I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to do. I'm going to take this right here, and I'm going to say, you know. But here's the answer. Because if we don't seek it out individually, I mean, truly, I can tell you what to do, and you might do it for a week. You, you know what I mean. But when God says it and He puts it in our heart. I pray it lasts a lifetime. We have to count the cost. We have to say we're going to be students of the Word of God. So, I have a question. Does anyone here, would you say you're seeking an answer from God or you're in a place of of dilemma or um, you're being challenged greatly by something right now in your life? Who would say that you have to participate? Raise your hand. If there's something going on, okay, okay. It really, it really does help me to see where to go because I really don't prepare sermons. I just show up and, no, wait, take, take, take that off from the, because that'll go out there, you know, out of context. I, don't know, I shouldn't have said that. It does help me. You know, I, I ask you to participate. Helps me to be discerning. Test the spirit in all things the Bible says. Helps me to be discerning. All right, so the question would be, who's ready for life change? And what does it mean to count the cost in that change or in that action or whatever is confronting us. You know, whether, well, I'm, hey, it could even be a good thing. Don't ever misunderstand me. Whenever I, we talk about, we, we have a, we usually have a time where we'll talk about things that are bad because we, we want to focus on that so we can help things get good. But what about the things that are good? Huh? Do, I mean, what about God says, you know, uh, hey, and he puts on someone's heart, hey, I want you to start this ministry. And, and, he, and you look in the word and you pray and, and you go, yes, this is the ministry. I really believe this is true. That's awesome. But you still have to count the cost. See what I'm saying? All right. So whatever the case may be this morning, if you will, something that's challenging you and really testing your faith, or whether you're here this morning, and I know you're here. I, I mean that. You're, I mean, because I've talked to some of you. Where your challenge is, 
Because God's putting on your heart to do something good for him. That's where your challenge is. So here we go. Have a couple quotes. Um, as far as I know, these are mine. I did not see these. Uh, if they're somewhere else, they took them from me, apparently, because I don't know. So anything that is worth anything will cost something. Right? No matter what is, it is in life, these mints, I love these mints. They, they freshen my breath, and you don't go like this when I talk to you. There was a cost. We buy a home, a car. Um, we're uh, we're going to go to college. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do something. Whatever it is, there's always a cost. So, so praise God. When we're, when we're confronted to a place where we have to count the cost, we will grow. We will. If we allow him to grow us. Problems become opportunities when you see yourself through God's eyes. I said what I said this morning for this reason. You know, sometimes I think we lose sight of God. Right, don't we? You know, when, the, when those challenges come, or even, again, the good things, we're trying to make a decision, and, and we're kind of struggling through it, and sometimes it seems like it's, it's weeks and months, maybe years. And, 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 and I really believe the majority of the time, I mean, maybe it's not God's timing for some things, but the majority of the time, I think those struggles last so long because we're not seeing them like God would see them. Okay? And then the answer to most problems in life is remove self. Whoever, who knows the easy button? Is that still like prevalent? You know, if I say easy button, the easy button. Okay, we need a remove self button. And whenever, whenever you're tempted, like you're going to go, okay, this is challenging me. You know what? My boss, I can't believe he said this, or this is going on, or whatever. And, and you just get to that place where you get frustrated, and you don't have an answer, and there should be a remove self button. Then you just go, boom, nope, I'm not going to go there. Remove self. Now, I don't mean you disappear or anything. I'm just saying, you know, remove self. Okay. Although sometimes we'd love to have that button, too. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Poof. So how do we go about this? How do we go about removing obstacles and, and getting victory in, the, in these areas? Well, number one, pride says, I can do it better than you. Pride's probably one of the biggest obstacles we have in becoming a follower of Christ and also counting the cost in our personal lives. One of the biggest struggles. Now, who here would say you're mainly a picture person? Who, who learns by seeing things? Raise your hand. Who, hears, or who learns by hearing things, mostly? Okay, we got one. Okay, thank, oh no, two. Okay, no. bless you guys too, because you're the ones that actually listen. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> hey, listen. A picture's worth a thousand words. That's why we forget so much of what we see. But a person that learns by hearing probably remembers more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Well, for our, the picture people, I want to illustrate this. It's, it's kind of like this. Every life in this room, like I said, is different. And we all have a foundation 
which is birth. Every one of us, birth. And, you know, we're at different ages. So I'm going to just kind of put a span out here a little bit that represents all of our ages. Is this stand blocking? Let me move this. Okay. And in our lives, I know, you know, we all were brought up differently, taught different things. Uh, some went to church, some didn't. You, you know my story. I never went to church ever until I was 32 years old, right? Okay. So God knows this, though. He, he knows we're all in different places in our lives. And, and what this plank represents is simply our life. I mean, we all have a foundation of some sort. And then we all have a life. There's a time we're born. And there's a time we'll pass from this earth. So during our lifetime, every single one in this room is confronted with having to count the cost. Will we have children? Will we not? When someone's sick, what's the cost in time and emotion? And, and, I, and I realize there's some things you would say, well, you really don't have to count the cost because there's nothing you can do about it. But, oh, yes, we do every time. And we're going along in life. And I know I'm going to the end of my life, but that's not what I'm illustrating. <laughs> but in life, we, we, we get to a place where all of a sudden, there is no choice anymore whether we have to deal with this or not. There's a chasm between us and where we're, where we're going. There's a chasm between, uh, are we going to go to college or are we not? There's a chasm between, am I, am I going to go to church or am I not? There's a chasm between, am I going to buy a, a new car or am I not? But we, we all come to these chasms. Uh, my faith, I come to, to a place in my faith where I go, you know, I go, God, I've been praying so long and so desire for you to just speak into my life. I mean, give me some hope here. I just, I, you know, seriously, I, I know people in this room, I've been to that place of desperation. And there's this chasm between whether I'm going to trust God and, and, and move and count the cost and say, and take that deep breath and move or not. Number one thing that stops us from counting the cost, our pride. It's the number one thing. Our pride says, I can do it better than you. God's trying to get my attention He's trying to speak to me through his word, through, and I just, but you, okay, hold on, God, I, I, I got this. No, 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 I, you know, I want you to meditate on my word. No, 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 I got this. I, I don't really need to meditate on your word, um, because I got this. You know, I, I, I know 25 scriptures by memory. Actually more, but I'm not, I'm not bragging. It's not about me. I'm not being prideful. Pride will stop us from counting the cost, dead in our tracks. I can do it better than you. Or maybe if Trish even is trying to help me count the cost, or you've got friends trying to help you count the cost, and you just go, no, 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 I got this. Pride will be the number one thing that will hinder us. Second is rebellion. Rebellion says, I don't want, I don't want to do it your way. I want to do it my way. 
Anyone ever be rebellious in your life? You get to the place, that was cool. I'm glad so many, that, that was the fastest hands went up this morning yet. But we get to that place where all of a sudden we have to count the cost. We have to, we, we know we need to push through. We know we have a decision to make. And, and, and even as a church, as a, as, as a church, we're, you know, we've been making decisions. We've been praying. We've been looking at this, this new year. And where, where is God taking us? And we're looking at all these things. And, and, and we need to be very careful as a church that we don't say, well, you know what? You know what? I, I just, I don't, I don't like the way you're going. I don't, I don't like the way, what you're doing. Not, we need to do it my way. We need to do it the way we used to. And, and we got to be careful of that. That rebellion will not only hurt us individually, but it will hurt the church as an example. And then selfishness says, you don't understand. I have excuses why I can't get victory in these areas of my life. You ever find yourself making excuses? Now, sometimes when you're trying to think through things, of course you're going to go, well, there's kind of like pros and cons, you know, and, and, and you know what, I really can't do this. And, and I get that. Hey, don't hear me wrong. It's, it's very much a part of who we are, and it's okay. But when we come to the place where we are forced to have to make a decision, if we're not careful, again, even as a church, We have to be careful that we don't let our selfish desires stop us from moving ahead. That's tough. We need to count the cost. Is ahead mean we're being a disciple of Christ? Is God, again, example of the church? Is God leading us? Is he taking us there? Is the word of God affirmed to that? Does it confirm that? Has it taken us to a place where he wants us to go? You've got to come to the place where you say, I'm going to count the cost and go. Together. I just for a moment want to talk a little more personally. I know I started out that way, kind of shifted to the church. But this does work, the understanding of counting the cost, the principle of counting the cost, where God speaks to us, where Jesus was speaking to the disciples. He's speaking to every single one in this room. And, and pride really is the number one thing, guys. Um, you know, how, do you know, how do you know if you're prideful? The best way I, I can tell, uh, because a prideful person doesn't know they're prideful. Most people that have a, a condition or, or they're, you know, they're, they're insane. I mean, please, I don't want that. But, you know, think about it. Some people, I mean, literally, they can be insane for some reason, mean, meaning they're not in their right mind, right? Do you think they know that? So I'm telling you, pride is the number one thing in our life that will, that will really hinder us because we won't admit it. Why? Because we're prideful. So number one, um, if you have a spouse, ask your spouse. They, they'll tell you. Probably. Number two, seriously, ask a close friend or, you know, hey, you know, I'm really, I'm really um, trying to count the cost of something. And I, I don't know if, you know, it seems like there's an answer, but I'm not getting it. And I mean, do you, do you see that I'm trying to do this myself or am I, am I prideful or whatever the case may be, serious. 
You're struggling at work. I mean, is it really your boss or do you have something to do with it? You don't want to receive what your boss is trying to tell you. I mean, is it pride? I mean, you understand what I'm saying? And then personally, repentance, and we need to repent of rebellion, allowing God's word to give us his best way. And this goes back to the word. You know, if we find ourselves being rebellious in our personal life or trying to make a personal decision, but we finally, which almost always happens, are confronted with making that decision. Please don't let our first resource be our friends or Facebook. Man, you can always find enough friends to agree with what you want. Is that not true? Happens all the time. Hey, Greg, what do you think about this? Well, I think that's just the most awesome idea in the entire world, Pastor Tony. Yes! Hey, Angel, what do you think about this? Well, you know what? I don't think it's a good idea. You know, the Bible says that we really shouldn't be doing that. And it's, it might be taken wrong way. Hey, Greg. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> little little circles on Facebook, right? You get, I don't know if you can do this or not, but like <clears throat> you get a whole line of people. You, you go and, you know, I'm really trying to make this decision. And 30 people answer, 15 are, are against it and 15 are for it. Are you able to go in there and the ones that are against it, delete just them? Oh, you can hide them. There you go. <laughs> you get, you're confronted with this. You got to count the cost and something in your life. I'm telling you, things are messed up because you're confronted. You're, you're, you really want to, to get an answer. I mean, I think most of us are sincere, but I, I really do. I mean, we have a selfish heart and a sinful heart. But but we still have sincerity. We we ultimately want to do the right thing. And so, okay, the fifteen that don't agree with me, eh, I, 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 oh look at that, yeah, this is awesome, huh? Okay. And then last, ooh, not that. Put away your selfishness. Allow God's love and grace into your heart. The way, and I believe the only way we'll ever count the cost in these things that we're trying to honestly get an answer for in our life is allow God to be a part of that decision. Because sometimes we don't like the answer. Sometimes, whether it's our church body, because we're talking about uh, envisioning, and as a body, we're looking at, okay, God, as we go into the future, what do you have for us? I know, I'm telling you, not for all, but for some, it's a scary thing. I know that. And and I mean that. I, I know it is. You know, you have questions, and you wonder, and, and you care for the body, and, and, and you care for one another, and you just kind of go, man, you know, I don't quite understand exactly where we're going, and, and I just, I, I, I don't know how to respond right now. But the only way to respond is to hear what's being said and the vision being given, and then get on our knees and ask, talk to God. I get, you know... I'm not God. I mean, I know you know that. But all I can do is journey with you as a church. 
You know, you know what I mean? And unless I'm right like this, unless I'm spending prayer time with God, and unless I'm here reading his word and allowing that relationship to take place here, unless that's happening, I'll always be down here. We're safe. But when God speaks to me and, and I pray and I hear him and I have this a close relationship with him, then all the stuff that we're talking about, for example, at Four Corners Baptist Church where he's leading us, I'm telling you, it'll all make sense. Not because I'm leading it and not because we have a per- perfect vision, but if God's in it, you'll have a peace and we'll, we'll go on. We'll push forward. And the same is with your life. I know your sincerity when you want answers for whatever dilemma or whatever thing you're seeking today. But unless you're willing to spend time with God and and this relationship with him, you'll never, ever get a clear answer. Clear answers do not come from men, although good, good counsel can come if they point you to the word of God and God. A friendship can come, an embrace can come. But our answers, ultimately, if you want the answer, will only come from him. So you're gonna, we've got to count the cost. If things in this world are taking us away from being in the word and praying and building that relationship with him, then you've already given the answer of what you're willing to pay. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. I wonder if Jesus meant that. I'm not trying to be silly. But, but Jesus said that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, think about this. No one comes to the Father except through me. So think about this. How do we come to a place of salvation? Through Christ. No one comes to the Father except through me. We, 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 once we understand the revelation of the word and spirit hits our heart, and God says, this is the truth. My son is the way, the truth, and the life. You do not reconcile to me. You will not come to me. You will not be with me for eternity unless you put your trust in what my son has done with you. You repent. You turn from your sin. You make a choice. You count the cost, and then you look to me. It doesn't stop there. Do do, do you see? The same thing applies for our life after salvation. And and, and I want to be a little careful here because I don't have time to go real deep. But but it was clear that Jesus pointed to the Father. Right? Jesus came, the Son of God came in the flesh that we might see the attributes of God and then he paid the penalty for our sin by being crucified, buried, and rising again. He, he ascended to the right-hand side of God. Keep with me. My salvation is in Christ, is found in Christ. And as I live my life, it doesn't change. My relationship with God is now secure because of asking Christ to be my Savior. I now have a direct line because of what Christ did for me to God. There is no other line of communication. You, you get it? And, and, and we need to count the costs, and we need to understand that. And so this morning, if you're here, 
you know, I know, I know I've said a lot. And, and sometimes when, when, when you're teaching things such as these, it's kind of like, you know, especially if it's not something you've kind of heard maybe before, you just kind of go, what? So if you're hearing and God's revealing to you what it means to count the cost, then do. If you're hearing and saying, God, okay, what's Pastor Tony saying? What is, what is your word saying? Then you take that and you pray. You seek his word. He'll tell you. He won't tell you what I said was true, <laughs> but he'll tell you. He'll talk to you. He'll speak to your heart. So if there's anyone in this room today that says, Pastor Tony, wow. I believe that God's been drawing my heart to put my trust in his son. I believe God's been drawing my heart, and, and, and I've been struggling. My, my pride's saying, ah, maybe another day. My rebellion is saying, yeah, but I, I don't like the way things are going in my life right now, but they're kind of okay, you know? And my selfishness says, another day, I'll ask you to be my Savior. Today is the day of your salvation. Allow the heart of God and the grace of God to come in. Today's the day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. Father, we ask and we claim in the name of Jesus, knowing your word goes out, knowing that you speak to our hearts. Lord, for those that you're telling right now, I mean, you're speaking to their heart. You're drawing them unto you to count the cost. Repent of your sin. Put your trust in Jesus. Live your life for him. It'll never be a perfect life, but a life with God and his direction and his peace is much better than the alternative of not having him, asking him to be your savior. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to receive our offering. If the ushers would come forward, please. You all received the connection card that Whitney was talking about. Um, do take time to fill those out. Prayers you might have. Maybe, maybe this morning might be things that you're counting the cost in. Hey, staff. Hey, hey people that pray. I'm counting, trying to count the cost in this. This decision or... or or, or, or I'm asking for strength and faith, or whatever the case may be, put it on your card. If you prayed this morning, in, in, or you came to a place in your heart where you put your trust in Christ as your Savior, there's a place on that connection card, mark that, so that we can be praying for you, and we'll follow up with an email, and just you know make sure we have an email or a way to contact you, and we'll follow up and, and, and connect with you. Whatever the case may be, we'd like to engage you in this walk and journey together. Amen? All right. So today, um, we're going to pray and, and we're going to receive offering. And then I want to talk about one more thing. And um, then we'll dismiss after that, okay? All right. All right. Father, we thank you for this time again that you've given us. And Lord, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Lord, I... 
I and we so desire to just get a glimpse of your word and your grace and your spirit and your guidance and your direction. So, Lord, may it be said today that the hearing of your word and the gathering of your people would so equip us and edify us and build us up and bring us to a place as we receive your word and live it out in our life, you would be glorified. Thank you as we have a a time to receive this offering, an act of worship, a a, a counting of the cost. I mean, this is is just another example of counting the cost of what we'll give to your body, to this body in this case, that we might continue to go forward and reach others in the name of Jesus. That's our desire in Jesus' name. Amen.